Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey there, welcome back to the Soul Forge podcast with your host, Sean. That's me again. This is episode three. And for this one, I was thinking, all right, so the first episode was an introduction. Episode two was a brief overview of my life. What possible topic could I come up with for episode three? So I listened back to the introduction that uh, my good buddy Jarman put together for me. What did I tell him to put in the introduction? Well, a bunch of different topics. Life and love, sex, dating, joy and heartache, memory and loss, those kind of things. And really, when, when I thought about it just now, they're all the same thing. They all really interrelate. You can't have one without the other, pretty much. So do we want this third episode to be a big, heavy topic? I don't think I want that just yet. I don't want to scare you guys away. So I thought what I would do is uh, dig a little bit deeper into my dating life. Now, this might give you a bit of a laugh. Uh, have I been very successful in my dating life? Hmm. Let's, uh, let's listen to my story, and you guys can decide for yourself. So what is dating anyway? It's two people getting together, going out on some kind of random adventure, and trying to have some fun, right? Usually that's what it is. Okay, so what is my experience like? All right, well, I never dated up until, I guess, grade six, which is fairly common. What was I, 11 years old? And when I got to grade six, it was a brand new school for me. I, like I said before, I've traveled around lots, went to different schools. Grade six, seven, eight, I actually went to the same school. It was called MJ Dacey. And when I first got there, nobody knew who I was, of course. And there was this one girl named Wendy. And she actually lived in my apartment building. And everybody tried to get us together. Why? No reason in particular. We we didn't know each other. There was, there was nothing. But, uh... I, I wasn't interested, mainly because, uh, well, I was scared of girls, I think, is basically, I, I think is what it comes down to. I, I, looking back, I probably would have dated her. She was a very nice girl, but I was scared, and people were trying to force us together. And she was a redheaded girl, and redheaded girls had cooties back then. They were weird. So, of course, I didn't want to have anything to do with her. So Wendy and I actually never ended up dating, although I do have a funny story about that. She lived in my building, and pe and when people were teasing us, uh, I said, no, I, I don't want to date her because she's a slut. And of course, I had no idea what that word even meant. So one day, probably the same day that I called her that, she knocked on the door of the apartment, and my mom answered it, and confronted her, and told her that I had called her a slut, and this, that, and the other thing, and of course, my mom wanted to defend me, and what did she say? Sean would never call anybody a slut. He doesn't even know what that means, and so she sent her on her way, and then later she said, did you call her that? I'm like, 
yeah. And she's like, oh, Sean. I'm like, well, what does it mean? <laughs> and I guess she told me. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. So that was amusing. So Wendy and I never dated. But that following winter, the winter of grade six, which if memory serves correctly, it would have been 1987. So I was out playing at the school, at the skating rink with my brother, probably teaching him how to skate, and came across this girl who didn't go to the school, but she was playing there as well, and we got to talking, and it turns out she knew my classmate Heather, and this girl's name was Crystal. And so I'm not even sure how exactly it happened, but Crystal and I started dating, and I guess we were together, I don't know, a month or two maybe. That sounds about right. But my my memories are foggy here because I remember meeting her at the skating rink, but I also remember having my first kiss with her and it was like spring. So maybe we dated for the whole winter into the spring. I, I, I don't quite remember. Maybe it was four or five months, uh, but I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. That's going back a long time ago, 30 years pretty much. So anyway, we hung out and we dated. I remember this one incident when we went to McDonald's and she said, hey, it's our one month anniversary. You have to get me something. And I said, I have to get you something. She's like, yeah. So I think I bought her an ice cream or something. And then she proceeded to tell me that uh, I had to get her something every month on her anniversary. I'm like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, or we can't date. And I, I remember saying something witty or clever, like, oh, I'll risk that. So that was fun. That was, I don't even remember. But the the main thing with Crystal is that my mom, and I think her parents also said, we weren't allowed to kiss until we were 13. But of course, we defied that. And one day we kissed, I, th I think we kissed twice, on the back steps of the high school that I would eventually go to. And that's the, and that's the last I remember of Crystal, actually. I, I, I don't know what happened, but uh, that, that ended. And then I... I don't think I really dated it in grade seven or eight, but in grade nine, I had some more dating success, I guess you could call it. There were, uh, there were two girls in my geography class, Tracy and Sherry, and I was head over heels for Sherry right away. Why? I don't even remember, but I do remember asking her out and her saying no. Almost every day or every second day when I would uh, show up to class, I sat in front of them, I, I would say, I, th I think we should go out. And she would say no. And then I would say, I think you should. And, and she wouldn't. And I, I think that went on for several months. I think you should. I think you should. But what happened was Tracy and I ended up going on a date when I, and, and we went to the mall. But we were embarrassed because, I don't know, we were 14 years old. And uh, we, so we went to the mall and we actually didn't even walk side by side. And uh, that... That was that, and so we didn't ever talk about it again. So it was a date, but it wasn't really anything. That was that. Nothing really happened. Uh, I remember asking other girls out in grade 9 or 10. Uh, there was one girl named Christine. I, th I can't remember what grade it was. It was either 9 or 10. And I called her up. I found her number in the phone book. And, and I, uh, I said, hey, Christine, it's Sean from science class. How would you like to go bowling or something? And she didn't even know who I was. So we never ended up going bowling, and it was highly embarrassing. But I did it. It was a very brave act, especially for a shy kid like like me. So that was that was highly amusing, and I, I can laugh at it now. But uh, it was it was probably somewhat devastating back then. And then in grade ten, 
I started talking to this girl who I can't even remember her name. Let's call her Marla, just for something to do, I guess, because I, I, I can't remember. That's too long ago. So we, we talked quite a bit. Uh, my buddy Andrew and I, I, I don't even remember how we met these girls. I, I think he might have met them and then gave her my number. He was talking to one of them, and I was talking to another one of these girls. And, and we talked quite a bit all over the winter break. And finally, in January of 1992, we went to the movies. Uh, Andrew's brother brought us to the movies. And we'd never met these girls, and so we were supposed to meet them, and they were to they told us what they were wearing, and so on and so forth. And I, I remember me and Andrew, we saw them there, and we were like, oh, no, we can't do this. And we both ran away the other way because we were too shy and, and nervous. Andrew's brother, Peter, said, oh, no. No, no, he caught us, and he said, you're going on this date. Yeah, we, I, I drove you all the way here. You're going. So we're like, all right, fine. So we met up with the girls, and we said, hey, how you doing, blah, 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 blah. And we ended up going to see the Christian Slater movie Cuffs, which which I just looked up on IMDb, came out in January 1992. I don't remember it being a good movie, and I've never seen it again, but uh, we went, and so we, we go into the theater. Andrew's girl goes in. And then I made my girl go in, and then Andrew went in, and then I went in the seats. So I was sitting beside Andrew, and Andrew was sitting beside the girl I was supposed to be dating. So uh, that, that's all I remember from that. But I don't think we anything ever ended up happening from it, because we were too nervous, too geeky, too shy, whatever it was. Uh, so that that's what happened there. I, I can't even remember if we ever talked again or, or what happened, but I, I assume it wasn't very successful because of that. Uh, and then high school happened, and I, I developed crushes on whoever I developed crushes on. I don't remember dating very much, maybe a few random dates here and there, but nothing nothing that stuck. So high school was not a very successful dating time for me. But then I went to university, and that was exciting. I uh, met all kinds of people. I lived on residence for first year and second year. That definitely led to a lot of meetings of different people. And who, who did I meet? I met uh, a girl named Vicky. I, I think she was the friend of somebody else that I had met. It, it was, I can't even remember because you, you met a lot of different people and just became instant friends almost. So maybe, uh, maybe my friend Kristen uh, knew Vicky. And so we, we met, and uh, we went out a couple times. I remember I took her out to Casey's, and at the time, my fashion sense was not the best. I, I wore a leather vest with fringes on it and inside pockets. So what I did was we went to Casey's, we ordered our meal, and we sat there, and during the meal, I pulled out candle holder and a candle and a lighter and I lit it so we could have a romantic candlelight dinner and the people at the restaurant turned the lights down for us and <laughs> it was it was very romantic and I think she was embarrassed and I, I and then I went over to her place for dinner one time and she was going out with friends so I I, I never went out I never went with them and uh, I, I called her the next day or something and she's like, uh, I don't think we should date anymore. And, of course, I'm like, oh, me neither. I was just calling you to say the same thing. And, of course, I wasn't, but that was the end of that. And then maybe a month later, uh, my friend Laura had her friend from her hometown come to, to visit from wherever that was. And this girl was named Erin. And I was 
drinking like crazy. And when I drink, boy, do I get flirty, I'll tell you what. I made all kinds of advances and googly eyes at this errand girl. And so she ended up staying with me for the weekend instead of my friend Laura. And, of course, Laura wasn't very impressed. So, anyway, uh, I remember we ordered pizza, and we had a couple drinks, and we watched movies, and we hung out and stuff, and whatever. And that was the end of that. She went home. And my roommate, Kenny, said, Oh, nice 48-hour girlfriend you got there. And uh, so, me, being the master of the snappy comeback, what do I say? I said, Kenny, when you get a girlfriend for 48 minutes, we can talk. And, of course, the rest of the roommates were like, Oh, yeah! So that made me feel good. And then there was nothing for a bit. In January of 1996, January of 1996, I met Stephanie. This is still first year university. And boy, did I ever have a crush on her. Big time. One of the biggest crushes I've ever had on anybody. And of course, she wasn't having anything to do with it. Turns out she was a lesbian. But we became best friends and it was great. And then she tried to hook me up with one of her friends. So she calls me up and she says, Hey, Sean, I've, I've got this really nice girl that I'd like you to meet. I think you'd make a great couple. Her name's Marcy. Why don't you come on down to the mall and you can meet her? I'm like, all right, why not? So I, I go, I get dressed, I take the bus, I go down to the mall and I, I meet up with her. And who who's there with her? Her gay friend, Mark. It wasn't Marcy at all. I'm like, oh, well, that's great. Thanks, Stephanie. I really appreciate that. Because, of course, Stephanie wanted me to be her gay best friend. And I wasn't gay, so I, I, I didn't date Mark, obviously. Although we hung out a few times, all of us together. I should have just walked away, but I didn't. So that was that was fun, but uh, highly disappointing, I'll tell you. And I don't think there was anything else in first year university. A lot of different crushes. I remember uh, my roommate Dave and I, actually, we were the last two there in the in the dorm room after the exams had gone by. And we actually made a list of all the girls that we had a crush on that year. It was a, it was a long list. I think I still have it somewhere. I think there was like maybe 30 people on it. And some of them I didn't even know their names. I, I had a uh, redheaded girl from geology class and, and that kind of thing. So... That's amusing. Maybe I'll pull it out sometime if I can find it again. So then second year university came around and still on residence that year. And uh, my roommate Ryan and I were just walking around and exploring the residence and came across this place that was having a party. And so we sat down and whatever and chatted with all the people. And there was this girl and she actually lived at this house. And I kept giving her the eye, and she kept giving me the eye, and I wasn't—I wasn't brave enough to say anything, you know. Still, quiet, shy, and embarrassed, Sean. So eventually, she came over and she said, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Good. How are you?" He's like, "Oh, pretty good." And then we we dated for a bit. What happened? What happened to Lori? Uh, it wasn't very long, uh, maybe a week or two, but it was it was too intense. That didn't work out very well. And then that winter, I dated Ashley, and we dated probably for maybe a month or two, and what happened to that? I just kind of fizzled out, but she became my roommate in third year. I, I, Her and Kristen lived in this apartment building off of residence, and in third year, I, Kristen moved out and I moved in, but that's third year. Second year was Ashley, 
over the winter. And then after winter was over in, what would it have been? It would have been 1997? Yeah, it would have been January or February of 97. I hooked up with Liza from one of my classes. Gorgeous girl. And we, gorgeous girl, and we dated, uh, let's see here, February till uh, April when the school year ended, and then I had to go back home for the summer, and she was actually supposed to come to the Sioux and work with my dad, but that didn't work out, so we didn't end up staying together. And then in third year, what, what happened in third year? I uh, I didn't date anybody for the first half of third year. And then over the summer, my friend Sherry and I got closer. And actually, the reason I went to Nipissing University in North Bay is because that's where Sherry was going, and I didn't know where to go. So I followed Sherry to North Bay. And in the summer between second year and third year, her and I actually ended up getting together, and we dated for a year and a half. And what happened with that? We had a lot of fun. And I had been interested in her since grade nine. But what happened was the fantasy that I had built up in my head did not match the reality of who she was. There was was actually nothing wrong with who she was, but my preconceived notions of what I expected of her didn't actually match up to reality. So I ended that relationship as well in January of 1999, which would have been halfway through fourth year. So that was that. That was, yeah, we dated all the third year and half of fourth year, I guess it was, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. And I moved back to the Sioux after that, after university was over. We still hung out. We, we were still friends. We, we might as well have still been dating because we hung out enough, but there was nothing official. And then she moved, she moved away down to the Niagara Falls region. And I ended up working at... Tim Hortons and AMP and Max Milk, Mike Smart, whatever you want to call it. And that was before I went to teacher's college. So during during my year between university and teacher's college, I ended up dating a girl named Jamie Lynn. And how did I meet her? She was friends with Laura. And who was Laura? Laura was the ex-girlfriend of my roommate Ryan. Laura moved to the Sioux for more schooling after doing schooling in North Bay. So she moved to the Sioux, and we hung out quite a bit. She introduced me to Jamie, and Jamie and I dated for a bit until she moved away back to her hometown, and that was the end of that. And then I went to university again for teacher's college. Who did I date there? I dated a girl in my class named Jane. And how did that come about? Well, we all hung out in our section or our group. I actually had a huge crush on a Greek lady named Sophie, who was about 20 years older than me, but nothing was happening with that. So one day, after hanging out with everybody, Jane calls me up and says, hey, you want to go for coffee? And I'm like, sure, I'll go for coffee. And I figured it was all of us going for coffee. But no, it was just me and Jane going for coffee. And boy, I remember being nervous. My legs were shaking, and I'm like, I'm not even sure why I'm so nervous. Like, it was, eh. It was just it was just weird and unexpected, I suppose. So we we dated until school was over and she went back down south and that was the end of that. And I stayed in North Bay, she didn't. And then there was nothing for quite a bit. At this time now I was what, I was twenty-five years old. 
And I, w I, was, I was thinking to myself, you know what, I'm a quarter of a century. I need to find somebody and settle down. So one weekend when I was visiting family back in the Sioux, I said to my brother Robin, I said, Robin, you need to set me up on ICQ so I can meet a woman. Do you guys remember ICQ? It's kind of like Messenger or something. Any one of those whatever apps that you can talk to random people and find them and so on. So primitive dating site ICQ. I was looking for people in North Bay, and I happened to come across one who actually worked at the same call center as me. So I'm like, well, that's perfect. And uh, so we started talking and chatting, and she sent me a picture, and I'm like, oh, wow, very pretty. And uh, I said, well, what I'm going to do is when I get back from visiting family in the Sioux, I am going to track you down. So I got back to North Bay, got to work, and I couldn't find her. So, But finally, after about three or four days, I'm like, I think that's her. And her handle on ICQ was Pretty Kitty. So I, I just slipped her a note and I said, Pretty Kitty? Question mark. And she wrote back, took you long enough. So then we uh, started talking. We went on a couple dates. And lo and behold, after about maybe maybe a month, maybe a month and a half, we ended up moving in together, which was probably the one of the biggest mistakes of my life. Everybody at the call center said, Sean, do not get together with this girl. Don't move in with her. It's just trouble, nothing but bad news. It's gonna, it's not going to end well. And of course, me, I knew better. And so we found a place together and we moved in. And as my buddy Frank was helping me move in, I, I said to him, you know what? I think you were right. I think I've made a great big mistake here. But it was too late. And we were moving in, lived together there for a year or so. And then she got a transfer up to Timmins, where she was actually from. And so she got a supervisor job up up here in Timmins, where we, where I am now. And so I was like, oh, well, I guess uh, I better get a transfer up there, too, since we're together. That's what happened. March of 2003, I moved up to Timmins, where I never thought I would end up. So we found a place to live, lived there for three months, and it was a dump. So we moved out to a different place and lived there for a while. And finally I had enough because she was a horrible person. She spent all the money and there was other things that she ended up doing that weren't good. So I moved out, moved in with my buddy, Renee, who actually lived up here. We we went to school together. He went to Canada College and I went to Nipissing. Same, same campus, two different schools. And he'd actually previously said, Sean, you should move up to Timmins with me. I've got a great big apartment here. You could get a transfer to call center. It'll be great. And I said, there's no way I'm ever moving up to Timmins. And sure enough, a year later, here I was up in Timmins. So I moved in with him and I actually then met the person who would be one of the most significant factors of my life. You got, do you remember August of 2003 when there was the huge power outage? It uh, pretty much took out all the power in North America for like a week or so. Well, that's that's how we met. We were uh, Trish and I were on the same team. See, at the call center, we were all in rows, and so and each each row had maybe fifteen or twenty seats, and a supervisor would take care of those fifteen or twenty people. So Trish and I were on the same team. The power went out, but we had to stay at work because we didn't know what was going on. So we all chatted, we all talked. And I just listened to everybody talk about their stories. And then Trish turned to me and she says, hey, what's your story? At that time, Lynn and I were broken up. And I guess I had spilled the beans. I said, well, I moved up here for a girl and it didn't work out. 
and I'm thinking of moving back home to the Sioux, and blah, 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 blah. That was that. Just a quick chat. Lynn and I ended up getting back together for about a month or so, but finally it was over and I couldn't take it, and that's when I moved in with Renee. After that, Trish and I would talk randomly occasionally, and we ended up together, and it was it was awesome. We uh, We were together from pretty much October of 2003 till April of 2012. April 2012? Yes, April of 2012. We were together for that long, and we had a son named Bishop. And what happened with me and Trish? Well, well, lots of different things happened. That'll be a totally different episode that I'll get into sometime. But... Uh, Let's just say I, I ruined that relationship too. And then I uh, I got together with Bridget. Now Bridget, who was she? She ended up being everything I was looking for in a woman. Was it real? I'm not sure to this day actually. She kind of becomes a chameleon. She becomes whatever guy she's with, the perfect person for that for that guy. So what we had together, was it real? I don't know. I ended up marrying the girl. And, uh, well, that imploded after about three years. So that wasn't fun. That was devastating and heartbreaking because I've always said, I'll get married once, and that's it. One and done. Yeah, it didn't work out too well. She'll be a totally different episode as well. That's uh, quite a few th- different things to say about that. So after Bridget, I uh, moved out, got my own place where I'm living now. That was two years ago this past May. So it's just been over two years since her and I have split up. And uh, what did I do? Well, I was lonely and devastated. So after about two months, I hopped onto the dating website Plenty of Fish, which was a big mistake, and I met all kinds of people. I met uh, Corinne, and we dated for about a month or so, and I I, I had to break up with her because I was still too devastated over Bridget. Who did I date after that? I, I dated... Well, about a week or so, I, I dated Carmen, who I met on Plenty of Fish, who I'd, I'd actually known from the call center, and we'd hung out several times back in the day, but uh, she was there on Plenty of Fish, and so we, we went out a couple times, and then she sent me a big long text saying that uh, I was still too involved with my heartache over Bridget, and that didn't work out. So what happened? We didn't talk for a couple months, and then uh, I, I got her to move in with me. So Carmen is currently my roommate, there's nothing sexual going on, but <laughs> just funny how life works out. So after after uh, Corinne and Carmen, there was a girl named Carrie Ann. Who was Carrie Ann? She was a receptionist at one of the office buildings that I deliver the mail for. I'm a mailman if I haven't previously said that. She actually did the paperwork for my house and... I don't, to this day, you know what? I don't even know if we actually dated or not. We went uh, out to the carnival when it was in town and had a great time and went on the rides together and this, that, and the other thing. And then uh, gave her a great big hug. I didn't kiss her. I should have kissed her, but I didn't. But it was it was the first time we'd gone out, so I wasn't really sure what to do. And then I uh, had her come over for dinner another time, and I made her a spaghetti dinner. I had gone all out. I Bought the special spaghetti noodles and a great. I made a spent a, a day making the great sauce, and got a loaf of bread and some garlic butter and all kinds of stuff. And turns out, 
She didn't like sauce on her spaghetti, and she didn't like garlic bread. So that didn't work out very well. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't even know what happened. I never asked her out any more times. I think we went out for coffee one time after that. But there, there was never any hint of interest from her, or if there was, I couldn't read it. I'm not very good at reading signals, obviously. So that was that. There was nothing for quite a while, and then I dated Chantel, who I also met on Plenty of Fish the second time I went on. And we dated for maybe a month or two, but there was no sexual chemistry, and I was only allowed to go over to her house between 7 and 10 in the evening once she had cleaned up her house and her dishes were put away, and 10 o'clock was the limit because it was bedtime. And all we did was watch shows on HGTV. So <laughs> that didn't work out. Then, after Chantel, was Terry, who I met through my brother's... Well, this is, okay, this is complicated. My brother Robin has two children with Jasmine. They're not together, and they've never been together. They just have kids together. Okay, so if you can follow that. So Jasmine introduced me to her second cousin, or I'm not sure of the relation, but semi-cousin, Terry. And Terry and I hit it off right away, and instant chemistry and a great connection and, and so on. But she lived in the Sioux. Instant chemistry, and we talked all the time on the phone for hours and hours, texted and talked, all kinds of stuff. And then she came up to Timmins for a visit for a weekend, and it was it was great. And then a month later, I had a vacation, and I spent the week with her in the Sioux. And then after that, uh, when was that? That was that was 2016. She came up in at the beginning of June. I went to see her at the end, or the at the beginning of July. Spent a week with her. So she decided that she was going to move to Timmins to see if there was actually a connection between us or not. And I'm like, oh, okay. And we, we talked about it, and the original plan was for her to come uh, this year, pretty much July of 2017, after long-distance dating for a year and traveling to see each other every long weekend or whatever. But she, uh, she decided that it was a good idea to come a, a year early. So she did. She got her own apartment. I pretty much spent every day there for eight months, and I, uh, I, I lost sight of myself, I guess is the best way to say it. I did everything for her and I stopped pursuing my interests and it just wasn't good. And finally, I, in April, I decided that I was going to spend some time at my house because for eight months I hadn't been here. I, I'd come here off and on to, to make sure that the grass was cut and the, and the snow was blown and that kind of thing, water the plants, and make sure Carmen was okay, and the house was not falling apart, or whatever, but finally in April, I decided I, I need to spend more time at home, that was the beginning of the end, and by the end of May, we split up, and by June 3rd, she was back in the Sioux, so that was the end of that, very nice girl though, big heart, uh, I don't really have anything bad to say about Terry. It's just, I guess, the connection wasn't as strong as we had originally thought it was. Funny enough, she was a redhead with green eyes. So, Wendy, I'm sorry for grade six. 
that, that's basically it, except for a few things here and there. I, there was there was a girl the summer before I went to Teachers College after Jamie Lynn. I met her in North Bay. She was a friend of Stephanie's because I was staying with Stephanie for my year of Teachers College, and her name was Sarah. And we dated for about four months, but she was a big pothead with a horrible memory. She worked. She was a nurse. She worked at the North Bay Mental Hospital, and turns out she should have actually been a patient. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway. So there's, there's probably more that I'm missing here and there, just little random ones. But the the overall conclusion is that I have not been very successful in my dating life. Uh, so now I've decided to take some time for myself, see what I can do to uh, become a better person, and hopefully... Hopefully learn from the mistakes of the past. So, uh, I don't know what you guys think about this, but it's been a somewhat heavy topic, an overview of my dating life. I haven't gotten into the specifics of each individual person, which I will sporadically throughout the next little while. Uh, but if you do want to get a hold of me and ask me any specific questions about any of these girls, any specific experiences that I had or things that I learned or whatever, of course you can. My email address for the podcast is soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also tweet me at soulforgepod. Uh, if you want to leave a message on the Facebook page, just go to soulforgepodcast on Facebook. And I hope to hear from you. So I hope that doesn't scare you away. I hope you're somewhat amused like I am by my adventures and trials and tribulations and so on and so forth. And I'm, I've got lots more to tell you. There's uh, lots of specific individual stories per person, so those will come out eventually. So what have I learned from uh, everything I've just told you? Probably that the dissatisfaction that I've found in my relationships was actually a dissatisfaction with myself. I was always wanting more. None of these girls were ever enough. I always needed validation from everybody else. That That's basically it. That's That's... That's what I've been told by several of these ladies. So now is the time to take care of myself, become the best version of who I am, and be happy with myself so I can be happy with whoever I end up with. That is an adventure that you're going to come along with me for. I hope you're excited. I hope you stay tuned. I hope you've enjoyed listening to everything that I've said. So thank you for downloading and listening to episode three of Soulforge Podcast. If you wouldn't mind, please leave a five-star review in iTunes. Tell your friends about us. And until next time, remember, there's nothing more dangerous than a closed mind. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Soul Forge. I hope you found some value in it. To contact the show, please email soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at soulforgepod. We are Soul Forge Podcast on Facebook, and you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Please spread the Soul Forge word by rating and reviewing us in iTunes and by telling everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the Forge! <laughs>